Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Cross Media Show. Uh, this episode, we are talking about Attack on Titan season, the final season, episode three. And what the fuck? Episode four. Sorry, episode four. Oh, shit, I put episode three. Episode four. Thank you. Episode four. As I <laughs> try to fix it. Okay. Episode four. Of the final season of Attack on Titan. And Jesus Christ. This episode. That's all I can really say for this episode. Oh my God. Um, Do we want to do initial thoughts or do we want to just like go into the plot? Oh, please go into initial thoughts first. (laughs) Okay. Fee, I'm going to save you for last. If that's okay. (laughs) Because you're okay. All All right, right. cool. Christian. Oh, we're starting with me. Yeah, we're starting with you. Sorry. (laughs) Shoot. All right. Um, there's a lot to unpack here, and like, oof. Um, if anything, again, I'm gonna reiterate that I like this uh, season's like super like laser focused themes of like the residual class versus like the upper class. That's that's still going on, right? We get like. Lord Willie Tiber, am I saying his name right? Yeah. Introduced, and like that—that that was bananas to me. First of all, I—I I, I was ready to not like Willie, and then like as his character like started showing more, like his intentions. Like we don't really know what his intentions are, um, and the fact that he doesn't want to do whatever it is he's doing—that um, to me is really interesting. And I don't know, man. I'm just excited to. I, I love the political side of, that this show is finally getting to, and I'm excited to to watch more. Okay, cool. Ryan, initial thoughts. I am. I'm right there, Christian. I am very excited for all this political drama that keeps happening, this intrigue, and all that. Ah, oh, God, it's been so great to just finally get not answers to questions, but having these things getting shown to us and explaining why things are actually happening in this world and then character motivations and all this is fantastic. This whole season, learning about Euridians and all that has been great. This episode was insane with the amount of lore and knowledge it gave us and then oh even more questions. Such, so good. I am, I am so excited to talk about this one. Um, For me, this episode had... Uh, we were just recently talking about uh, Wonder Woman 1984, and I feel like somehow a 30-minute episode had more exposition than that movie did, which is a three-hour-long <laughs> episode. I mean, a three-hour-long movie, which is just insane to me. But, um, yeah, I, this episode blew my mind. I didn't think – I wasn't expecting this. I didn't think it was going to happen, and boom, they pulled it off, and it worked really really well fee oh man oh man um ruben knows how i feel about this episode as i sent a message last night and i said hey ruben do you want me to send you my notes for this episode and he's like yes and i probably like just just like i sent him five pages now this wasn't just like five small pages this was five like google docs worth of information and like ba- like backstory specifically linking like what was happening in the scene and how it re- correlated with other scenes and so i kind of went all out because i was just like okay i have time i scheduled some time between like i for me the episodes come out at about six o'clock um atlantic time because i live in canada um eastern canada um I canadia probably like Canadia. Woo. Um, probably stopping and starting the episode and finished it at about 7.50 because I kept on stopping oh, wow. it, starting it, stopping it, starting it. Because there's so much dialogue that happened and so much information that, like, as someone who read the manga, just, like, watching it unfold again, you're just like, wow, okay, so this is related to this and then this correlated with that. So while there was no crazy action in the episode um other than a race scene um it was jam-packed with information yeah 
Yeah. Can I can I ask how well the manga has been translated over to screen this season around? Almost verbatim. Oh, cool. Near flawlessly. Yeah. Which is really great to hear. Yeah. Which I am... The way that it's been going, next episode... Whew, I am... Hey, no spoilers, no spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. Oh, no, no, no. No <laughs> okay. spoilers here. I'm just saying that... I was real like I was more excited when I first read the manga about the like other stuff that happens, but watching the anime, I'm more excited about this and the dialogue and hearing like the way that it's like actually like dealt with and like hearing their voices because it really adds a whole other depth to it and the severity of certain situations. Thumbs up. Yeah. Oh God, Is it... I can't. Fee, let's just get into the plot. <laughs> okay. Well, um, we start off the episode by watching young Falco essentially dashing across the armory and Reiner stopping him, asking him where he's going so late. And Falco says, oh, I just forgot something in HQ. That is a lie. He lied to his superior because he was actually sending a letter off for Mr. Kruger. Now, if you think, man, this name kind of sounds familiar, that's actually the name of Aaron Kruger, the man that Gresha got the Attack Titan from in season three. So he is now playing as, like, essentially this person because mm. of this connection. So it's long enough that people do not remember Kruger, but even if people did remember him, it's far enough off that people don't put the correlation together because they don't look much alike other than maybe their longish hair, but he does not look anything like um, Aaron Kruger. No. So this is why he's under using this alias of Mr. Kruger, um, and I have that in the notes, um, saying that he's pretending as though he's this person, but not really. Um, Aaron saying that he wanted to send a letter, um, but um, he knows that if he sends it himself, that the internment will know you're not actually sick, you're fine. Um, so he needs to make sure that he has Falco sending it off for him. And when Falco says, who's the letter for? Is this for your family? He says, yeah, I just want to tell them I'm doing just fine. Then the opening music, doo -doo 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 -doo, and then we get to the title, <laughs> which is... <laughs> Um, from one hand to another, episode 63. We start off with um, Commander Magath, who we didn't see very much at all last episode, if not at all. Yeah. I'm very confused why everyone's running around in a ruckus, and he stops at one of the coordinates. But you actually, like, it took me a moment to realize, like, who this guy was. He's actually one of the, like, guys from the trenches in episode one. He's a nameless, like, military guy that's hmm. just there. Yeah. And um, he says that the reason why everyone's running around is because the Tiber family's here. Now, going back to episode two, they talk about the Tiber family a little bit, saying that they're going to use the Tiber family to announce the war on parody or paradise. Um, and they're going to use them essentially as the face of the war to say that the Tiber family is leading it. And with that, the um, Warhammer Titan, um, because it is known as one of the strongest ones as well with the connections that they have. Um, we cut to, you see nine men dressed in red. Um, you don't see that they have any of the um, LDN armbands um, and they are standing on guard protecting the Tiber room. You find out that these are not actually military guys at all. Um, they're representatives of the Tiber family and the um, Tiber personal guard, which is interesting because you would have assumed that they would use Eldian guards, but they are not. This means that they are probably um, Marleyan guards, which is kind of confusing, but sure, why not? Um, we go in and then we meet the deepest voiced man I've ever seen and with <laughs> like probably taller than the door greeting them into the room. We then see this mystical blonde haired blue eyed man named Willie Tiber. He is the head of the Tiber family and Magath introduces himself. I imagine this is probably the first time that they've seen each other or at least introduced themselves to each other because of their rankings and standings that they've never met before. He says, it's an honor to meet Lord Tiber. Um, and you note that Tiber and his entire family are also not wearing armbands. 
but they have mm-hmm. a actual um, Titan. Um, it kind of goes into it a little bit later on, but just as like a side note, it's not even really mentioned why they're not wearing um, armbands. It's because we'll get into that a little bit. <laughs> um, so they introduce um, he introduces his family in the most terrible introduction ever because he doesn't say anyone's names. There is just four kids, a blonde woman, an older woman, a man with a staff, a black haired woman in the corner wearing a black dress not saying anything and there's two guys um two military well personal guard in the room um this comes in handy when they go to a scene specifically between willie and magath uh, magath um and willie asks him who he believes that the armor uh, war armor war hammer titan is um and asks um who who do you think it is uh, Mega says, I have no clue. And quite honestly, you, um, m- one might wonder if they're there, e- um, like if it's there at all. Um, I put an emphasis on if, because you'll notice through the episode that Magath doesn't say he, her, or use any other acronym other than specifically it's for the LDN people, except for Lord Tiber, which is something I noticed. I might just be nitpicking because I, like I said, I spent way too much time on this episode stopping and starting. You and you said a, uh, you said it was the the worst introduction to the family ever. I I actually yeah. kind of liked it because it for me like keeping all the names like in in the shadows so to speak. Um, like yeah. that to me adds to the mythos of Tiber. Like sure, even if yeah. he has like a lame name like Willie, this like whole like <laughs> myth of him is a uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I think I put in my notes that it was the worst introduction ever because he says, I'm going to introduce my family. And that says nothing. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, okay, dude. Like, <laughs> but I like I understand what you mean. And I definitely agree that it overall it helps with like the mythos and him asking um, Magath, like, who do you think the war um, hammer Titan is? Um, we kind of st- we don't have that connection or understanding who's who. So I think it was really smart. Um, but I also, I think in my notes, I just put that because I'm like, okay, you're saying that it's the. <laughs> um, you're saying, but not really but saying not actually. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we then get into, he says that he's impressed um, by Magus' deduction skills. However, the Warhammer Titan is actually among them and points out. Um, this at this point, Magath looks around the room again and kind of scans back around to each person, but person, but says nothing. And um, Willie changes the subject and mentions that he's actually here to see the statue of Helios. Uh, a century ago, a mere human slayed the devil of the earth um, and the Titans and saved the people of Marley, and is considered a hero who saved the world. Um, I think it was Helios, right? Yeah, Helios. Yeah. Um, Willie um, sings his praises, but then mentions the fact that he did this without a scratch and did not get hurt in the process um, and considers him the spirit of Marley um, and kind of discussing how important he was to the people of Marley and the Eldians. When Willie mentions that he has heard that um, Magath is working on um, reinstating Marley in um, conscription, he asks Magath about it and Magath says essentially that the people of Marley don't really understand the severity of war that they only read it in the newspapers and they're content with the expansion and quite honestly they don't care if it's the titans the LDN people or the people that they conquered as long as there's blood they don't really care as long as they're getting stuff done they do not care about what's happening so he believes that it's important to get the people of Marley out there so they understand the severity um, and hopes that they would understand and maybe at the end of the day it would actually stop the war from happening but he does realize that unfortunately it's too late and kind of mentions the fact if he knew someone who was leading from the shadows that they would be able to stop um, he would just tell them you can't stop it at this point um, and then Tiber mentions the fact that he is actually leading the country from the shadows but unfortunately he allowed the people of Marley to kind of take over. He let them freely control and his family kind of took a step back to see what the Marley people would do and realizing with doing this, he's, they've actually 
written like the end for um, Eldia and the Marley people. Um, mostly, uh, mostly because the Marleyans relied too much on the Eldian people, and then kind of took a step back, which made him them soft, and they weren't able to build technology to fe- um, deal with the people that they're fighting, and then he. They failed the Eldians because at the end of the day, they were locked up and then used as weapons of war. So they failed their own people and then they failed the people that they said that they were going to help. And so he kind of has this understanding and looks a little bit dark. And there's a few episodes, a few points in the episode where you see him just kind of go dark. Um, Yes. What's up? Yeah, no, I was going to say that he, I, I think this is, probably the first like open critic right that we have yeah. of like this hierarchy in marlene society which that to me just like speaks even more to like this myth of, of Ty- lord tiber i thought was cool yeah yeah and honestly i'm kind of shocked like in the way when this scene was kind of happening i was kind of shocked that magath kind of talked in this way because at the same time he respects Tiber so much that he he at the end of the day he's still able to kind of talk openly maybe he still doesn't respect the fact that he is Eldian um and so he thinks that he can speak more open-mindedly because I I wouldn't picture someone being like hey I know I'm a commander in the army but I'm gonna speak up and talk to the person who's leading my country um very candidly and talk about how not great they're doing um and that would that's obviously um, political be, um, ways. I think it was smart for him to do it. And I think it was a really good narrative to kind of draw Tiber out to say that he is the leader. But yeah. at the same time, it's kind of a weird situation um, in kind of that power play still going back and forth with each other. At least that's what I kind of took from it in this conversation, because I know for a fact if I was in a certain position, I wouldn't be talking to like the president of my company super candidly that way. Absolutely I mean, not. Like it's too late. You messed like, yeah, obviously like I'm trying to push this narr- like push this idea. But at the end of the day, the person who's leading is the one at fault. Ooh. Yeah. That's at least what I took from the scene. And then it kind of talks about the fact that he intends to reveal the truth of the world at the upcoming festival. Uh, Marley is in need of a hero once more and asks Magath if he would join him and outreaches his hand. And that's the end of that scene. Then we get some comedy (laughs) with Polko walking up the stairs (laughs) to get shocked by Peck on all fours. Um, Some people are calling this as essentially fan service because people were really pissed off on an episode two, because technically that was one thing that kind of strayed from the manga is technically she is in that pose in episode two um, where she is on all fours. They kind of showed a little bit in that episode, but not to the extent of the severity that she's in where she doesn't usually walk on two feet. She constantly is walking on all fours because she is so accustomed to being the part Titan. Yeah. Being it. Yeah. So she's just like, I'm not comfortable with this. And you'll notice um, when she is walking on two feet, she has crutches all the time because she is so accustomed to this like four foot. There is a term for it. I cannot remember it to save my, Quadrupedal, quadruped. Yeah. Oh, there we go. what's up? <laughs> Whoa, yeah, quadruped. Um, so she's very much accustomed to that, and she says, "Like, is there a problem? Like, I don't see a pro- like. This is just natural for me." Yeah, and he's just like, "The fuck!" Like, what are you <laughs> doing? Like, he's in shock and kind of feels uncomfortable with the scene. You're creeping me out. Okay. Yeah, yeah um, I I made sure to write down the word that she like explicitly said it was more natural for her. Because, I mean, after all, yeah. like, like the, the one question I have is, like, the question of humanity and, and like, what we value. So that, that I had to write down and, and go back to um, later. Yeah, I can, like, I can never remember that word. I've tried to remember it. Should I have written it down? Yes. Did I? No. Yeah, I was it's okay. Like, oh, okay. No I'll remember it in the episode. And then... <laughs> it's all we good. got you. That's um, why we're here. Then we cut to Reiner having a conversation with another um, Marleyan 
um, general or commander and discussing the game plan or at least the battle plan on how to take paradise, mentioning the fact that they're weaker from the north and they have less guards. And so he says, okay, so we should be attacking from the north. And then Reiner says, no, the large ships can't dock anywhere except for the south. And so the commander, after multiple questioning, he's just like, you know what? It, it was dumb for me to let an Eldian talk and kind of brushes um, Reiner aside. And you see the rest of the Eldian um, warriors kind of just like make a face. Um, and then this cuts to Polko being very sarcastic, saying like, oh, I'm excited to see what the brass does. Like, oh, we're like, we're they're so smart. Oh, swell. This is going great. Um and then Peck kind of chiming in like an enthusiastic um, whole thing uh, in oh my goodness, like interesting the whole thing with four quit um, four kids, like <laughs> it didn't work out, um, and we probably should let them do a little bit more in this case because they entrusted us the first time. Yeah, and look where we are. We don't have the founding titan. We lost the <laughs> colossal titan. And we also don't have the attack titan either. And we lost the female titan. So they lost two titans and it's not going very well for them. So they, I th think that's kind of like a something that's constantly happening is Reiner is also holding that on his shoulders that it was seen as a failure, even though he did so much while he was in paradise and knows so much about like their military, their government, how things are run, he still feels like he's failed because everyone's calling him a fa failure and he's not treated as a leader. Um, so you see, I, we'll continue. Yeah, I, I, just, I just love that. I think that line is both backwards looking and forwards looking because I think like as she says that, it also like cuts down to the kids like racing below mm -hmm. yeah. is that right am i remember, if i'm remembering yep. right yeah so it's like it's yep. both criticizing like reiner's past right when when he was on paradise mm -hmm. but also like criticizing like the way this system is still set up like almost the exact same way yeah but also and i i feel like continue. sorry to cut you off e. i i just oh. feel like that is the stupidest line of thinking Reiner is the only person in that room that knows literally anything about this island and you're just gonna not listen to him because he's uh, i don't know he's eldian man i just he's felt eldian. that was really stupid of them to just like like the whole the whole invasion should be planned by him and zeke yeah absolutely but <laughs> i i guess i don't know anything i mean to them the eldians don't know anything unfortunately <laughs> But I mean, yeah, that's what so, you sent them in there for. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, uh, I don't know. They did reconnaissance for five years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But obviously, if they sent Marlians in. <laughs> it's true. Everything would be great. Because the Marlians have some sort of weird idea of how things work, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Also, I don't think any of the Marlians have passed the... Wall, like the beach, like yeah. the wall at the beach where they changed every um, all the Eldians to Titans to send on to Paradise. I think that's the farthest that Marlians have gone. Yep. In well over a hundred years, so they have no idea what's happening, and they have to take the guidance from a bunch of people that they assume are failures and yeah. are devils. Which mm -hmm. is, yeah, Polka. I feel like Polka's like a really good. Like, this is how we're all thinking, kind of like being sarcastic, like, oh, yeah, like these guys like totally know what they're talking about. Like, um, as I wouldn't say we're as sarcastic, but I feel like he's kind of like the consensus of everybody being like, I'm OK, I don't have a filter. And it was pointed out in last episode that Polko does not have a filter whatsoever because no. he was called out multiple times when he was a kid that do you want me to turn you in? Like, do you want to get in trouble? Because you're saying things that are against Marley. And so now he's saying the exact same thing. And I feel like he feels more comfortable because he has the armband, the red armband. Mm -hmm. So he's just like, I can do, I can say this. Um, I won't say it in front of any of them. I won't do anything in front of them, but I'll say it. He's very much like all talk, no action. Yeah. At least from just the way that I feel like he's been acting throughout this entire season, because this is all we've seen of him. Um, so we see the four kids 
Um, Edo, Falco, Sophia, and Gabby are running. Um, everyone is shocked to see Gabby um, lose to Falco. And Edo and Sophia go over and cheer for Falco. And you see Gabby just being incredibly angry. She's just, she's confused and doesn't understand why she's lost. And Polko kind of saying like, oh, you guys think this is a victory? Like you have guys have no idea. Like you have no idea what victory is. Um, and then it kind of cuts to Colton saying like, it doesn't matter how well Falco's doing. Gabby's going to be the one who gets the armor Titan. It doesn't matter how many races he wins. It's always going to be Gabby. And then it cuts to the guards where there is a confession by the little Falco that he's doing all of this for Gabby because he likes her. Yep. But it's not specifically said, hey, Gabby, I like you. It's she's getting really angry saying, like, your brother's a titan. Like, you have, like, you, like, he's in line to become the beast titan. Why are you going out and trying to fight so hard when you know you're going to get an armband? And he says, I'm doing this for you. Everyone turns to Gabby and Gabby's just like, what? What do you want? Like, I don't understand why this is happening. And so everyone's just like, yeah, this has gone over this girl's head. <laughs> like, obviously she doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> no. Um, well, kinda like I kind of interpret. Of human moment. Go ahead, Christian. Yeah, I just interpreted that, yeah. interpreted that like slightly different. Like, okay. Um... Like his determinations are out of love for Gabby, right? Um, but I like I'm not like I'm not decided as to whether that's like an affectionate love or just like a protective love. Okay. Maybe it's both. I don't know. Yeah, I also saw it as like no, I I I, I feel like that was more of an affectionate love. Like he has feelings for her only because like if that's not the case, like she knows what's at stake here. She knows that she's only going to have 13 years left to live. What to, to you, you know what I'm saying? Like if it wasn't, if there's nothing there for him to like have emotion for her, what's the point of you just taking over yeah. the beast Titan? Hmm. I right. also went by him blushing. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Oh yeah. The blush. Yeah, that's right. Hello. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely affectionate. Yeah. <laughs> he was uh I like it could definitely like I definitely see him both sides and him being him trying to protect her because he knows what's gonna happen and after Reiner kind of reaming him on the train, I feel like he probably also has that pressure of like Reiner's gonna kick my butt to Timbuktu if I don't save Gabby because they're family and then him also being like, and I also care about her. Because yeah. they're like Honestly, at the end of the day, there are other Titans that he could become. Like, yeah, the armor Titan is cool. And yeah, he's like, ha doesn't get the um, option for the Beast Titan because that's going to be his brother. But when does the cart go away? <laughs> what happens <laughs> when, like, he could probably wait like 12 years. Like, at this point, it would be eight years. And he could get the um, Jaw Titan. Maybe if they win, maybe he gets to become the Attack Titan. Who knows? Like, yeah. See? Yeah. I just thought of the dumbest thing. How old are they, real quick? I want to say like t uh, 12? Like 13. So, so you're telling yeah. me they're the Teen Titans? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Bravo, good sir. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I mean, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. Attack on Teen Titans. That's what we're calling the show now. Attack on Teen Titans. Attack yeah. on Teen Attack. Titans. <laughs> the Teen Titans the live on an island. This is also true. Oh my god, is this just turning into Teen Titans? Stop. <laughs> I, I derailed this. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. Fee, continue. Sorry. Sorry. I okay. Didn't catch that. So... Sorry, that was my Siri. <laughs> okay, so we cut to a drunken man thinking that he is hugging Gabby. He's actually hugging the <laughs> melancholy kind of like one note Sophia. And by one note, I mean like she's 
I really like her, but she's very she reminds me a lot of Annie where she's just like, yeah, whatever. Okay. That's the everything's fine. That's also what I thought as well. But like she's less murdery, which is great. Yeah, and I also love her because of one of her comments later on, um, when she starts picking on Gabby, which is fantastic mm-hmm. because once again, I'm not a Gabby fan. Um, <laughs> um they go over and see that a stage is being built. Um, and Edo kind of questions, like, are they actually going to declare war in the middle of the zone? Because this is the Eldian zone, um, right out in, like, on the outskirts of Marley, um, and kind of wondering, like, why are they actually doing this here? And they kind of talk about, like, what this reminds them of. Oh, it looks like a theater. And Gabby kind of chimes in that all the biggest VIPs are going to be at this festival. Um, and Gabby hopes that it will bring the world on this, their side. Um, and Edo kind of just blows up a bag pops it in his hand and use it as a metaphor is like, oh yes, because this will just make Marley's issues all go away. <laughs> like, no, this is not how this is going to work, Gabby. Um, you are living in a wonderland filled with gun, uh, like gumdrops and sugar plum fairies. That's not how this is going to work. Um, and kind of Gabby goes on about like how she believes that this is going to work. Everything's going to be fine. That, they're going to announce that everything like they're going to go and attack paradise and that everyone will be on their side. But then Edo points out the fact that there are people that they just fought, like not just fought like years ago, but just fought like a week or two ago yep. because they, um, a lot of people mm-hmm. from the mid East are coming. And not only that, he's actually from an internment camp and um, internment zone abroad and mentions the fact that the hate for the Eldians is a lot less in Marley than it is everywhere else to a point where he thinks that the way that the Marleyans treat the Eldians in this city is nothing in comparison to what's outside. Such high regard. Yeah. And when everyone asks like, okay, so everyone else needs to change and become better. Like, what are you going to do Gabby? And Gabby talks about how amazing she is. And then Sophia kind of just like goffs and says, "Uh uh-huh. I think I see a devil. And Gabby puts both Edo and Sophia in a headlock and says that if you continue to cheer for Falco and constantly talking against what we're fighting for, I will make you cry. Um, And then this cuts to um, Magath and Willie talking kind of in the construction site. Uh, Magath um, getting congratulations from Willie because he's now a general. Congratulations. Good job, um, Willie. You have chosen a swell dude for your whatever you're deciding to do because we do not know what you're doing yet. Of course um, not. He shows his loyalty by saying uh, because Magath says like the military is now his, and Mag- uh, Magath says no because the military serves the nation and the nation is run by the Tiber family, which is you. Um, and then you kind of see almost like Reiner kind of going between different personalities. You see Willie being super happy to the other side of Willie, which is a melodramatic man who understands that everything is not going the way that he um, thinks it should. And kind of seeing the negative and the depressing part of his plans, which is probably what's going to happen. And mentioning the fact that he realizes that he's the person, he's the one just holding the steering wheel and realizes that his predecessors didn't decide to take the wheel for a reason because of how much of a burden and how heavy it is and the decisions that he makes. Um, and mentions the fact that um, that he wishes I could let go at this very moment, um, but at this time, I must not. It's um, it, end, it just ended up being me. I'm simply the man... Uh, the man this responsibility fell on so he realizes that he is steering a sinking ship and that the there's no way for him to get off like he's on this like boat it is sinking and he realizes that i wish i could get off this but i can't so i need to continue moving forward and this kind of goes with um mr kruger's mentioning of keep moving forward in last episode talking about you constantly need to keep on moving and moving forward uh, Magos um, goes into a metaphor talking about the fact that the house was already about to collapse. Um, there were areas that could be salvaged, and according to them, the house is already infested with wrath. And cuts to the kids. Yeah. 
that's a there's a lot of metaphors in this episode and a lot of quotes because there's a lot of things that are happening that have double meaning and certain things that are happening and i think there's a lot of shit obviously there's a lot of shit gonna go happen like this episode is like constantly nuts um <laughs> this cuts to mr kruger um aaron um congratulating falco for beating gabby um Gab uh, falco points out the fact that it doesn't matter how much he does at this point, he's also recognizing what everyone else knows, that doesn't matter what he does, Gabby's still going to win. But constantly being positive, knowing that he needs to continue moving forward, which you see that Aaron kind of smiles at this comment and says that he needs to thank Falco for sending the letter, and it's been a big help. And Falco notices a baseball mitt, asking if it was from his family. Aaron um, kind of said... Yeah, it was from the uh, my family, but doesn't really make too much other comments about it and comments about the fact that he needs to keep on moving forward just like Falco does. Um, after the festival is over, he is actually going to go back to his hometown. Um, paradise, maybe? Question mark? Um, Falco seems upset to hear that Aaron's leaving, but just as he was making a face, a, elderly, uh, a doctor, or at least a man in a white coat, comes over and Falco says that I'm just going to let you go. Like, obviously, it's the doctor. I'm going to let you go for the day. Have a good day. Um, and leaves. Um, the doctor asks to sit beside Aaron. When Aaron says yes, he sits down and the, he introduces his, himself as Mr. Jaeger. Mm -hmm. um, he is just the person we think he is. He is actually Aaron's grandfather, Zeke's grandfather, Gresha's father, and the man that told Grusha that he needed to Spartan up. It was not the Marleyan people that caused his daughter's death, but the stupidity of Grusha, essentially, and saying that they need to follow the Marleyans because the Marleyans helped them. Um, he, he says he's a physician in the zone, and he just comes here to drink tea every so often. Um, Jaeger notices Aaron gets along with Falco, and he mentions the fact he thinks he would get along with Falco as well. Um... He mentions that he sits on this bench to find people to talk to. And he knows um, Falco's grandfather and uncle. My goodness. He mentions Falco's uncle was a part of the Eldian um, Restorationalists. Um, Jaeger explains that the Restorationists are um, sent to paradise and not even a family member is spared. As we saw in season three, when they were sending the Eldians from Marley, who were a part of the restorationists and being turned into Titans and sending off the wall to protect their family. He and his brother trained to be warriors. And he tells Aaron, he needs to stop seeing Falco because he believes that he's going to derail all of Falco and his brother's work. Um, and he asks why he feels this way. Um, why is he telling him all this? Um, and mentions the fact, does he regret, um, he, does he have regrets about his own family? And this is where we see Jaeger break. Um, and he mentions the fact, um, the day that his son took his daughter outside of the walls and blames himself because he put too much pressure on his son to become a doctor. He then begins to scream, it's my fault, everything was my fault, and continues to scream, um, even when he was talking. You see the red armband on his arm, and he holding his face, and another um, doctor comes over and mentions the fact that please don't, you shouldn't be moving around you shouldn't be going out on your own and you're realizing that he's not a doctor anymore but he is a patient of where Aaron is um, and he will not stop screaming and you realize that Aaron is kind of picking on Mr. Jaeger or his grandfather's memories in realizing how much he put his family through and once again Aaron picking on people's feelings he decided to mention his own family um, so I mentioned the fact that he had the rent armband when I was writing this out, because when I was watched, like trying to catch up, I forgot for a moment that Aaron's last name is spelled Jaeger in the English subs, because in the English dub, they actually write it as Jaeger with Y, because it's easier for English, like English speakers what? to put two and two together. Yeah. yeah. So they put Jaeger, which is, um, Y-E-A-G-E-R. 
And so I specifically forgot for a moment that Jaeger was supposed to be spelt that way. And you can tell um, certain websites um, if people are watching certain ones, because some of them say Jaeger and some of them say Jaeger, but with the J. That is strange. Yeah. I don't like that. I yeah. don't like it either. At first, I didn't realize who it was. And then, yeah, I kind of put two and two together once you finished talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was. I do have, a, I have an odd question. Is there, should we be reading more into the baseball glove? Is there something that I missed? Like why that gift specifically, you know, or is that going to come into play later at all? Should I just ignore this? You know? Don't answer that. Later. Oh, okay. So I should wait for this later. Okay. Okay. Thumbs up. Um, yeah, I will. Well, not anything, but I will answer that question when it comes up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, shrug. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so I honestly I found the scene really difficult to watch. Um, because you kind of re- like for me, I was confused for a moment with the names, but then once I realized who it was, it was very very difficult. And then I watched someone take the scene. Someone actually. People on YouTube, guys, like, they move so fast with this content, it's absolutely absurd. Someone actually cut this entire scene, but they, when he was talking about his family, actually put the scenes of season three over top of what he was saying. Yeah. And so you could see him, like, Hmm. like his daughter, but then also see his daughter get ripped apart. And then you see him talking to Gresha and kind of talking over that. And you kind of have the sad music over top of it. Who edits this stuff so fast? I don't understand. Can you um, just send me a link was, to that? I will. Okay. I will wa- let you, I'll send it to you. Okay. Um it was a it was a tough watch. Yeah. Um Yeah. So, um I have a note here. The Tiber family um joined hands with the Marleyan hero Helios um to overcome the Eldian Empire and bring an end to the Great Titan War. They have long possessed the Warhammer Titan. This is the mid-cut scene. We are literally just at the mid-cut scene, guys. Yeah. Um it kind of gets uh, we'll get right back into it. Um they talk about um actually they don't even talk at this point because they end up at a beautiful ball. This is the ball before the festival. Um the warriors are wait waiters at this particular event and they kind of have a competition to see who they could be um who could be the best and get as much stuff out and do the best that they can do um some of them some of the guests notice that filthy blood has touched the plates and another man says that explains why the food stinks um which is a little bit of a difficult pill to swallow there and then we get to edo who gets thrown off by this um he hears these particular no um words and gets shocked and accidentally spills wine on a woman's kimono um did it, did anyone else gasp at that moment oh yeah i was like yeah. oh shit <laughs> oh shit oh shit i was like oh no <laughs> this is not gonna end yeah. well for him yeah. um shockingly um and he frozen can, like not sure what to do he's constantly apologizing she pulls him close um, as other people, um, diplomats and ambassadors, um, start circling them. And she talks about, like, the fact, like, oh, this happens all the time. I accidentally spilled wine on my kimono. Like, it's not a big deal at all. This little boy came over and tried to help me. That's all he was doing. Um, and just being really kind and understanding. Um, and when he, she was walking by, Edo whispered under his breath, why did you do this? And she said, who knows what they would have done to you? Yep. Um, and while the woman is walking away, the other uh, warriors come up. Um, warriors in training, my apologies, saying like, "What happened?" And he's just like, "She saved my life." And Gabby recognizes that she's actually an Easterner from Hizuru, um, which is a and um, out east. Um, she says specifically that they're an Oriental people um, from the east, um, and it kind of kind of hints at the fact that. It might be down the line. Who knows what happens? Um, but she seems to be a little bit understanding of the Eldians, which is not anything the Marleans would have done. Because as we saw, like, not two seconds later, the Marleans probably would have said that filthy bloods have blood, uh, 
spilt wine on me and then chaos could have ensued but yeah i gasped at the scene yeah yeah i uh i paused it and i'm like i don't even know what to do like (laughs) i don't want to see him get hurt um because edo quite honestly out of the four is probably one of my favorites favorites um so i was just kind of like oh no like i don't want it don't hurt baby edo um but he was fine shrug um then which also sorry to cut you continue. off but it no. also shows you like not everyone on the outside of marley is like out to kill all these eldians there are some still there's still some yeah. good people in the world which is good thankfully yeah thankfully um then the man of the hour walks in with a woman on his arm, um, greeted by the um, as the kin of our saviors, and jokes around with some of the ambassadors, talking about the old times and how great it was when they were kids, um, and kind of greeting other people, um, other representatives. And then a man, um, probably the representative of Marley, comes up and starts making some pretty terrible jokes that enrages everybody at the party. Um, saying that, um, however, yesterday's enemies are today's friends. Let's wash the past down the toilet with our drinks. No one is happy about that. <laughs> I like this. that. It, I like that he even messed up the joke too. Like, really bad. Um, Willie notices this and is just like, "Okay, like you're drunk. Get the heck off he- the stage," and does an eloquent. Um, Speech after sending his person away, saying that um, specifically tomorrow I invite all of you to the um, Libero um, internment zone. It is the home of the people whose blood runs through me, the ones called devils for slaughtering a great number of people, the Eldians, though once repressed um, more greatly than other um, than any. Marley has used the devils to. Um, oppress the nations and repeat the tragedy. I understand the desire to eliminate the Eldians, but I have arrived at a single solution that will answer this endless problem. Tomorrow I will reveal that solution in my first ever theater production to the great playwrights and witness to history. Who knows what he's going to talk about? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. It better be Um, next episode. uh, Yeah, I have a feeling it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Gabby uh, cuts to Gabby waking up, um, hearing drums outside, an amusement happening where people are cheer, um, cheering, eating food, music, more delicious food. Um, she is confused what's happening. Like, what, ha- like, yesterday was silent on the streets. We maybe saw one or two vendors. Now everybody's like uppity. Everyone's super excited. Um, and she finds her three friends coming over talking about the fact that like, this is the festival and brings Falco smashes ice cream into her face. Um, and says that she needs to start focusing on like the excitement. Um, I apparently was really hungry when I was writing this particular point because I kept on pointing out every single food dish that they were delicious. eating. Um, they had sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It Which <laughs> it all looked delicious. There is a scene where we see the nine. Um, we see Reiner, um, <laughs> Volko, and Peck all together, kind of looking at the kids, being like, "We don't have any money." So Reiner. Um, Daddy Warbucks over here is paying for everyone's food, sandwiches. Everyone eats except I'm sorry. Reiner. Daddy Warbucks? Yeah. yeah he's just like, Daddy Warbucks, money. he has all this money. <laughs> and he's in war. Yeah. He's um, just pass- throwing out the money. Just giving money, like getting food for everybody, sandwiches, pizza. Um, and he's looking at them all laughing and kind of like just having a small smile probably remembering when he was a kid um at this point and is probably kind of reminiscing at that point but then it instantly starts where gabby is being dragged by reiner kind of saying like lately everything feels like really different and new things are happening and it kind of feels like something is about to change and reiner says he agrees and nods kind of somberly um 
Yeah. And th- and I put a note that this is how the music should have um, transitioned at the end of last episode. Yes. Where they kind of have yeah. the end song kind of like playing a little bit. And they have this really happy scene. And I think they should have done that for this episode. But I digress. Um, and then we get to the cutscene after the credits. Um, which is... Oh my god. Um, I think I missed this. Oh, you well, definitely missed no. this. <laughs> oh, you, what? You, you missed some goodies. This is probably like the best part of the episode. Yeah. Fuck. It's fucking <laughs> okay. insane. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just keep keep okay. talking. No, no. Okay. Here's the... Well, I mean, like, I'm more than happy for you to just sit there and watch it. And then I can I talk about it. I text my friend. I'd be like, yo, did you know there's something after the credits? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my it's god, like, Christian. Th- this is probably the biggest thing of the episode. <laughs> this is like the I I had to go I had to go to the grocery store, man. Okay. That's why that's this is probably why I'm confused because at the beginning like before we recorded, Christian was just like, Yeah, this episode was good, and I'm like, dude, do you understand? <laughs> this what is probably <laughs> the greatest episode we've seen so Open far. Crunchy real fast, Listen, Christian. I'm op- I'm <laughs> I'm opening Hulu as we speak. Okay, all right. Oh my god! I can't wait for the live reaction to this. Uh, <laughs> my friend didn't know either. <laughs> oh boy! So I'm not the only one. <laughs> Usually I skip it, but like t- yesterday I knew I was like, you know what? Let's stay. Let's see what else. Oh my happens. god! This is playing. Yeah, I couldn't. Even, I wasn't gonna let him listen to my explanation. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, you did, you did good. We resaved him. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> so is this is this that night? It's the same night, maybe. Same night. Okay. I'm nervous. <laughs> Oh, you I should. Be. I'm nervous. You should be. <laughs> oh man, you guys can't hear, right? No. No. <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh shit. This is weird. That's it. awesome. <laughs> oh man. Why the f- what oh come on dude. You can't just end it there. Yeah, you can. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, oh, I'm happy so- I watch this live. You guys shit on my boy Aaron all the time. And come on, like that was fucking great. To explain that, to the that people was great. who haven't seen, we cur- we, they cut to a scene, um, the end of the festival and the beginning of where they're currently waiting for Willie's um, address and his theatrical debut. And Zeke sees the group running out towards them asking if they had fun. And asks where Falco is because he doesn't see where Falco is. Um, Ido says that Falco mentioned that he saw someone he knew and then needed to run off. Um, and then they continue the conversation and the fact that um, it's going to be starting soon. And then we see Falco run up behind Reiner and says, hey, like, I need you to come with me, Reiner. Like, and I'm out of breath at this point and is trying to catch his breath. And... Zeke says, we have a few minutes, like, you go for it. Um, we see uh, Falco dragging He looks Reiner so innocent. And says, like, oh, everything's going to be great. It's fine. Like, I have someone that need. like, I've, I need, I have something to show you. And then proceeds to go down to a basement. And Reiner kind of looks at the basement in kind of some sort of shocking confusion, follows him and then you see a scene of behind, like, they open the door and see Reiner's expression as he sees an old friend with now long hair, with a bandage, and missing a leg, 
and he says, hey, it's been four years, Reiner. And Reiner says one word and says Aaron. And then that's the end of the scene. Yeah. Oh, so that's my what God. What a Christian fucking show. Just experienced. And now, like, did that just change the episode for you, Christian? Like, uh, Yeah, d- d- totally. It, it changes <laughs> the episode entirely. Yeah. <laughs> this is like that time I read The Handmaid's Tale and thought the epilogue was not part of the book. And turns out it was part of the book and it completely changed The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Okay. Boy, you need to watch the endings. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, that was um, a huge reveal. Um, and I'm just like, this is my only spoiler. It gets so much better. <sighs> like, I, I can hands down say, as someone who watched Game of Thrones, that this is going to get, like, if they're continuing the way that they are with the manga, you guys, this Sunday... I cannot wait. Are we sure we're getting yeah, an episode Sunday? Sunday? What? Oh, we are. Are we, sh- are we sure? Yeah. Because it's, yep. it's New Year's. I don't. Yeah, I, we are. I don't want to expect something and not have one. Okay. Nope. We're gonna. I'm go. scared. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I just want it to be Sunday already. Man, oh man. I'm. I'm watching it again. As <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. so this is why i stopped and start the yeah. entire episode see any thoughts on the whole thing this isn't like as i mentioned before i started reading my i'm sorry guys for people who are listening my very in-depth explanation of the episode the reason why i didn't skip much is because everything in this episode from start to finish is important yeah. Like there's nothing that you can say like, oh, this was the only thing I kind of brushed off was the guard conversation because the only important parts were the um, interaction between Gabby and Falco. But everything else from start to finish is so important. Yeah. And I was just excited the entire time I watched it and I had to rewatch it afterwards because I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, this is everything I wanted after reading the manga and i'm like so often you'll hear like oh they're gonna stray off the no to a t to a fucking t yeah um i just god i can't wait you know oh my god dude on the on the inside i'm giggling (laughs) just know that i'm giggling as well but like I, i i'm just excited and like you said nervous as well just to see what the conversation is going to be about whether he tells, like I've said before that Reiner, okay, Reiner, it's time for you to get back into the real Reiner. Well, our Reiner and have whatever the hell they have going on, whether it's a coup d'etat, I don't know whether, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm excited for more really excited. I can't believe that, like, I, like, closed this episode yesterday and I was like, yeah, that was cool. Like, time to go do some chores before we, like, (laughs) get going the rest of my day with, like, this, like, very important, like, 30 seconds missing. Yep. (laughs) No, I was excited. I was like, I even, like, I was mentioning, I'm messaging, like, Ruben and I'm like, do you want to see my notes? Like, are you, like, I've been, oh, and I was like super excited and I'm like, oh my God. And I tried to explain it to someone who doesn't watch it, but like use a bunch of like metaphors, which seemed really like hilarious because there were so many metaphors in this episode. And then like, I have no idea what you're talking about, Fiona. And I'm like, you don't understand how big this episode is. And everyone's like, Fiona, we don't watch the show. And I'm like, nah. <laughs> so. Well, you should be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I, I agree with that. You definitely should be watching this show. Oh my hmm. god, this episode. The the history we got from the last episode to now, just the build-up we're getting right now. This whole episode was just a ticking time bomb about to explode. It's freaking, And the ending is right at the one-second mark. It's freaking insane. Oh my god. I can't, I can't believe I'm really excited to hear two dudes talk in a basement. You know, oh, dude, I've never been so glad for two dudes in a bit. Two is dudes and a kid. Let's be, let's be real. Two dudes and a child. 
This is more exciting than a basement they hyped up for three seasons. I don't know about yeah, that. Honestly, that basement yeah. was pretty hype. <laughs> but yes, this is this is kind of hyper. Yeah. Sorry, more hype. <laughs> um do we have anything to say other than I can't wait for next episode? Yeah, everybody should let the entire episode play before you do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you, you you take that into note. Definitely roll the credits. Make sure you roll the credits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do, like, I definitely, like, roll the credits. But if you don't want any spoilers or anything, or you don't want to see what happens next episode, like, after that scene, just end it. Like, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. It's, I'm not saying they spoil anything in the trailer either. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I can't believe we have to wait a year for this conversation. What? Uh, you know, like, uh, we have to wait until uh, next year. You fucker. You fucker. <laughs> you got me again, Chris. I'm not a... I'm not a dad, but I wish I was, so I would have an excuse to make jokes like that. Yeah, you're, they're very good. I'm like most dad jokes. Uh, uh, okay, Fee. All right. That's cool. Um, do we have anything else that we got to say before we close the show? Ryan? That's just... God, am I excited for next week. Yeah. See him here. Next Sunday is going to be a blast. Yeah. Christian, anything left? Yeah, poor Falco's like stupid, innocent smile, like leading uh, Reiner down to this basement. This yep, was worth was worth it for me. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> Fee, you dumb, dumb boy. <laughs> anything? I just want to say that this entire season, uh, until this point, has not been a letdown. And if they continue the way that they are, like I say, every single week, as they have been, holy hell, does everyone, like, like, guys, just watch the anime. Like, just watch from season one. And then, like, for someone who watches it, like, brand new, you're going to have so many, like, more opportunities. Because a lot of the people watching this right now, especially the fans, haven't watched this for, like, maybe a year or two. But if you have fresh eyes on this series... Like, you will not be disappointed, and quite honestly, like, who the hell knows what Game of Thrones is? This, like, show is insane. Like, it's fantastic, and I can't say anything but positive things about it. Honestly, this might be one of my highlights for 2020. <laughs> like... Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. This episode alone, those last 30 seconds might just be one of the best highlights of 2020. They used every second of that episode. Yeah. Like, I didn't think that that could be possible where there's so much thing, like, so much could happen in, like, 24 minutes. But they exceeded that expectation. They fucking nailed it. Like, it was so much. Yeah. By the way, this episode, like, flew by. Like, it was over, like, before I even knew it. Well, I mean, you didn't stay till the end. All right, Ruben. You know what? Oh boy. I'm sorry, I had to. I had to. Um forgive me. <laughs> let's do some plugs. Fee, where can people find you? Ceranics on everything. Um Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, um, Stadia. Um it's Z or Z U R A N I I X. I'm gonna be posting some stuff on Twitter about my Twitch schedule and all that other fun jazz this week. Um so definitely keep your eyes out there. Um yeah, that's about it. Uh you were recently on a podcast that wasn't this one. You wanna talk about that? I was. Oh yeah, I was recently on that podcast. Um speaking of Stadia, where I talked about Stadia for an hour and a half with two great people in the community. Um, and um, Aaron and Jacob, um, who you definitely should check out as well, um, and talked about how Stadia is actually um, making some headway in the gaming space, um, especially with how it's been running certain games that are currently getting hate on every other platform. Thumbs up. Um, I will not mention that game's name, but yeah, it's been going. Yes, Stadia. Oh, there it is. I can okay. see it now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Every Stadia. time. Why? Why every time I'm on here? Because I really. I Stadia a... is the future. That's why. 
<laughs> yeah, it's the future. And quite honestly, like, yeah, all my thoughts are there. Um, the thumbtack, like, front thumbnail for that is me going like this because I could not stop talking with my hands because I was too excited about it. And so, yeah, they caught a glimpse of it and now it is now on the internet. <laughs> this. Rest in peace. Yeah. Okay. Christian, what were you about to say? No, that doesn't count. No, nothing. I just went to go get my Google hat to support stadium. That doesn't count. It counts. Yeah, it does count. It counts. It counts. Um, Christian, (laughs) what are you plugging? Uh, Plugging my Twitter today, as always, uh, at Chris Sizzle. Um, Stick around, or stay tuned, I should say, to my Twitter, because next week my movie podcast officially launches yeah we've got some pretty cool get got some cool guests on that including uh the one only ryan here talking about anime cinema i'm a future guest as well i hope yes sir you are okay what about me oh yeah i'll I'll shoot you a dm okay (laughs) absolutely cool um ryan what are we plugging buddy I'll be plugging my Twitter, which I think is right above me. Yeah. And that is RyanTheLion3055 for whatever podcast and anything I'm up to this week or any other time. Okay. Um, next couple of days are going to be a little weird. Uh, we are doing – I should, really shouldn't say next couple of days. Next couple of weeks, we are going to be doing our cyberpunk discussion and what a – mess that game has been yeah except for stadia except for stadia which i'm thinking of just buying it on stadia again but we'll see um we are also uh, we just uploaded well i'm going to upload the wonder woman 1984 discussion review whatever it's called on youtube later tonight that'll be up probably tomorrow and also this will be up on vod tomorrow um you could go give me a subscribe on uh youtube at the the penultimate conquest on youtube that'd be great um yeah that's pretty much it um thank you fee for doing a great job with the notes really appreciate it because i don't think i'd be able to stop myself every five minutes or every five seconds (laughs) really i want i want to get over the episode always the notes are fantastic yes you no problem um all right guys thank you very much for joining me today happy happy new year everyone happy new year happy new year we'll see you next year right christian and ultimate conquest 2021 let's hope it's a better shit show than 2020 you know (laughs) all right guys just a little bit less that'd be that'd be really good all right guys thank you Bye. Bye. Bye.